I'm going through a series. We're going through a series talking about spending time with God, how important it was to spend time with God. And I started teaching you how I spend time with God, giving you uh, examples of kind of how to run, how to how to do it, how to have a, a quiet time with God. And one of the last things I do in my prayer time is I bind and I loose. I bind things and I loose things. And we're going to look at that scripture, probably not today, because we're going to look at another scripture today. But many times we transition from one series into another series. Does that make sense? So we went from binding and loosening, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, you need to start to talk about the authority that we have on this earth. You need to start to preach um, messages. And I'm not saying that we haven't done in the past, but I'm talking about this series. I'm just going to teach you story after story after story. And what's going to happen is faith comes through what? Hearing. Hearing. You're going to hear the word of God and you're going to be encouraged. Here, here, I'll say it like this. You're going to hear the word of God and you're going to be encouraged. You're going to hear a story about uh, like today about this, 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 uh, this father whose son is jacked up and he goes to God and he just needs some help. And you're going to be and you're going to see God is going to help him. And you're going to see God speaking to him and saying, hey, you're part of the solution. You're going to hear God say to you, you're part of the solution. That I want to use you. I want to work with you. I want you to be encouraged. But you have to put your trust in me. And you're going to walk out today more encouraged, more, more with a clear understanding that this isn't just I sit on my duff and do nothing and come to church and then just everything's God's going to do everything else. No, 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 no. That is not that is not the plan of God. And you're going to see it today in the word of God that God is willing to tell this father, hey, stop acting like that. Stop asking me in this kind of, well, maybe you could, maybe you can't, if you will, maybe. Stop doing that. And you're going to hear it. You're going to see it in this, in this, in this story. But what you're going to do is when you walk away, you're going to be encouraged because God's going to speak to you the same way that he spoke to this guy. How many feel sometimes you're like, you, you, you say what this father said. Here's what this father said. Lord, I believe. And then he recognized that he had unbelief and he said, help my unbelief. How many feel that way sometimes? I'm going to teach this story to you, but not just this story to you. I'm going to teach you other stories. And as I teach these stories that are right out of the word of God, these are just regular people just like you who are because of their relationship with Jesus Christ. Because of hanging out. How many know Jesus makes you better? Come on, that was an easy amen, right? I mean, no, Jesus makes you better. His, he says he sent his word to heal us. He sent his word. Jesus is his word. And as we, that's why the Bible says, meditate on the word day and night to observe to do all that's written. Meditate on the word day and night. See, somebody, I, t- I told the first service, I said, you know what? I, I think perhaps, you know what? Your problem is just you watch TV too much. Maybe our problem is just we just listen to the Internet too much. Right. Maybe the problem is we listen to pastors that we ought to turn off. I'm going to show it to you in the word because we listen to these YouTubers. 
You know what? And they're, and, they're, and they're not telling you what the word of God says. They're telling you how smart they are. Amen. And how and, 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 and they and they and they criticize. You know what? Oh, this person is 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 <laughs> what, what they really do is say this person is believing the word of God too much. You got to be careful. It's crazy what's out there. And I'm going to spend the next several weeks as the Holy Spirit leads, exposing some of this garbage. Because here's the problem. They will tell you, Pastor George, they will tell these gracious people how much they know about hermeneutics. And in the same time, they are exegeting the scripture completely out of context. And people sit there and go, oh, I think, and they, and they, you know what? I, I was, I was, I was looking at your neighbor and say, don't do this. Okay, let's say it five times. Ready? Go. Okay. Okay. I was listening to this one guy, and he is saying the opposite of what Jesus was saying. The very opposite that Jesus was saying. He is specifically, and let me just give you a clue. Most of these people, they, the, the, the problem that they have is in you taking the authority that God has given you and making changes in your life. Take, that's, that's why they freak out on binding and loosing. That's where I jumped off of here as I recognized, man, you've, and I'll, I'm going to teach it to you. Not today, but I'm going to teach you binding and loosing. You know, understand this, that that God said in the Old Testament that he gave authority, dominion on this earth to the sons of men. God told Adam and Eve, what is Adam and Eve? Adam and Eve are what you are, a man and a woman. And he tells the man and woman, take dominion on this earth. And one of the main things that you can, you can see them a mile away. I want to teach you to understand what the word of God says. Here's what I want to teach you. Here's the problem with so many of these ding-dongs on the internet. They, don't, they won't believe God's word. They walk by sight and not by faith. And they call that wisdom. It is foolishness. It is foolishness. It is foolishness. It is foolishness. And it, Jesus doesn't, well, I'll show it to you today. Jesus doesn't teach this way. The first service, I, 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 taught, I taught them like this. I remember when, when I was little, and I'm talking about just five, you know what I mean? And my dad, he taught me a lot of good habits. But when my dad would say this, my mom would go, don't tell them that. Don't tell them that. But my dad would just laugh and tell us this anyway. But we'd be sitting down and I'd be eating a burger. I'm like five, you know what I mean? I don't, I didn't, and he'd look at me and say, son, Drew, take a big bite. Take a big bite. My mom would say, don't tell him that. And what would I do? And I'd take a big bite. Here's what I, here's, here's what I hear the Holy Spirit telling us today here in the spiritual realm. Take a big bite. Take a big bite. Watch. The, I'm, I'm, here's what I'm going to do. I, well, in the next several weeks, but I'll start this week. I'm going to show you scriptures. I'm going to show you script. I'm going to show you story after story after story of examples 
and scriptures of God promising stuff that is bodacious, audacious, bold, big, huge promises. And he's going to tell them to you. And if you're not smart, you're going to think, I can't do it because I just, I just graduated from Pioneer High School. You know the story, and it was on purpose. This, this, this professor taught one quarter, not even a semester, one quarter, and then she was out at Life Bible College. God just called her out. I'm fully convinced she was there for me. And I had, I had, I had taken the aptitude test, you know what, to be able to take you know what, uh, English 101, which was English composition that you could would learn as a freshman how to write papers, and I couldn't pass the proficiency test. So I couldn't even take all the other, all my other friends were, you know what, smart enough. They were taking the English, you know what I mean? They were learning how to write a paper. What was I? I was in Dr. Best's class. What was I learning? I was... I don't know, learning how to read or something, you know what I mean? But I was, you know what? But you know what? You know the truth is, you know what I was really learning? Dr. Best, you know what? She didn't teach me to read. You know what I mean? She taught me some English, but I really didn't learn English in that class. You know what I learned? I learned that I wasn't a loser. That's what Dr. Best taught me. Can I tell you about God? God doesn't think you're a loser. God thinks you are amazing. God thinks there's, there's going to be some things that you accomplish on this world, in this life, that are amazing. Here's the problem. The problem isn't how God thinks about you. The problem is how you think about you. How many glad they came today? That is the problem. And I'm going to take, as the Holy Spirit leads, you know what I mean? And I had all these scriptures I was going to teach. It was going to be amazing. And, and, and in the first service, you know what? We just got through one of them. But the Holy Spirit said, don't just take your time and just coach, teach, train. This is a training center. How many ready to learn something out, out of the word of God today? But I'm going to show you for the next weeks, I'm going to show you these stories after stories. I'm going to show you scripture that most pastors are afraid to believe. Most pastors won't believe it. They won't believe it. Can I tell you who gets some of the most criticism from these ding-dongs on the internet? It's other pastors who are willing to believe whatever God said. It's true. Jesus does this over and over and over again, about to tell you a promise, about to tell you a promise, about to tell you a promise that seems completely beyond your reach. And here's what he says. Most assuredly, I say unto you, whenever you read in the Bible, 
Most assuredly, I say to you, whenever you read in your Bible, depending on what your translations are, you know what? Verily, verily, I say unto you. Whenever you read Jesus saying, I'm about to tell you the truth. How many know it's impossible for God to lie? So why is Jesus saying, I'm about to tell you the truth? Because what he's about to tell you is so huge, is so bodacious, is so audacious that most Christians just won't believe him. That's what I'm going to teach you. And we, for the next several weeks, are going to grow up in the things of God. And and you know what? I'm going to be your doctor best. And I'm going to teach you from the word of God. And you're going to start to see yourself as just like, you know what? You're going to be the Gideon. Gideon said, I'm the least. My family's the least. And I'm the least in the family. But later on, Gideon was the one who led those 300 into battle. Do you know that? That's what's going to happen to you. How's that going to happen? Faith comes through what? Hearing. Hearing. And you're going to hear story after story after story. Even today, this one story, you're going to walk away and say, man, I can't can't do that anymore. I can't act like that anymore. Now, you can't act like what? Mm, Thank you for asking. Somebody say, like what, Pastor? Oh, thank you for asking. How many know if we talked about, if we talked about uh, going to a strip club? Okay. How many know most of us would agree, hey, Pastor, that's probably not a good thing to do? Come, come on, this is softball. Can we agree on that? Probably not a good thing to do, Pastor. Okay, right. Of course it's not. We could agree on that. And that would be right to agree on that. But how many know if we talk about, like, like the man that we're going to look at today, the guy who says, Lord, I believe. And then he recognizes there's all kinds of unbelief. And then he says, oh, help my unbelief. How many know today, in today's day and age, you know what? If you, if you criticize somebody for not trusting God, you'll be criticized. Here's the crazy thing. Here's the crazy thing. And understand, we're not talking about criticizing the world. We don't judge the world. Somebody say, we don't judge the world. world. Why? Because the Bible tells us not to judge the world. But when Paul, when 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 the church is starting to judge, Paul says, he makes a correction. Guys, I wasn't talking about judging the world. What I was talking about was judging, make judgments in those of you who call yourself believers. Amen. How many know if Georgie starts acting crazy, I got to come beside him and say, not not in this condescending, I'm superior to you, not in a uh, I'm going to correct the the speck out of your eye while our logs in my eye. Guys, you want to correct another Christian? Make sure you look first in your own life before you start correcting other people. Amen. You know, Pastor George, I know you know this. You know, those people come in the church. Ooh, I have the special gift. Oh, what's your gift? My gift is discernment. Man, run from those people. They don't have the gift of discernment. I've, I've seen this, this over and over again. 
Over 20 years in, in, as a senior pastor, I've seen this over and over again. Those people don't have a gift of discernment. They have a gift of criticism. Amen. They have, a, they have a, the ungodly gift of self-righteousness. Run from those people. No, that's not how we act. We're not talking about when the Bible says we are responsible for our brother. It's not a condescending, I am superior to you and I can discern all your sin. That is not what God is looking for. Read it in the Bible. Jesus says, no, no, first get the log out of your eye before you get the speck out of the other eye. And then, and then Paul teaches, when you're going to make correction, if I'm going to make correction about Jason, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, it's not all eyes up here. Because this is a word picture. It's not this. It's not a superior. It's not this. It, it, here, here's what it looks like. It looks like, hey, Jason, are you hungry? You know what? Tony said, you know, burgers at Tommy's for two fifty. You know what I mean? So I'll buy you three, okay? Okay. Do you understand? Then I'm, I'm, I'm over there and, and I'll buy you some chili cheese fries. And as we're eating chili cheese fries and a Coke together, I'm saying, hey, uh, you know what? Um, I just noticed this and I'm not trying to be critical, but you know, I think this is an area that is going to burn you. Do you understand? Paul talks about it and he says, it's not, it's not a condescending. It's more like if you're older, you're speaking to your son. If you're the same age, you're speaking to, you know, if I'm speaking to Tony, it's like I'm not, I'm speaking to my brother. That's the, the it, it doesn't mean I'm not making correction. We are our brother's keeper. We, I said we are our brother's keeper. But in this area, it, it's, it's like the, the thing that we don't do. And it's the thing that Jesus does over and over and over again. What is it? It's when people will not trust in him, he calls them out on it. Over and over and over again. But we have a church now, and we won't criticize anybody. We won't make any judgments. We won't, we won't even help people out and say, hey, maybe your issue is, here, here's a thought. Maybe our issue in the churches, maybe we're not seeing the power of God move in the mighty way like it did in the book of Acts. Here's why. Because when it comes down to it, we just don't trust God like we should. Right? And, and we will... We will cocoon ourselves that anybody who dares do that we'll accuse them of being oh, all kinds of things that we get accused of but i'm going to show you in this series no 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 jesus there's a place in god that he says how in the here here how in the world did peter walk on water how did he do it here's how he did it he trusted God. And watch this. And when Peter stopped trusting God. How many know Peter walked on water? How many know Peter didn't walk on water? Come on. Y'all know this story? He walked on water and then he didn't. How many know why he didn't? Raise your hand if you know why he started drowning. Raise your hand. Don't tell me. Raise your hand. Why did he? Why? 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 In the Why? Why? Well, yeah, what, what did he, how did he stop believing? What happened? Well, one at a time. What happened? 
Yeah, what, what, what else happened? Tell me what, what happened. He saw the wind. He saw, he, at, see, at one point, you know what he's walking he I mean, he's walking on the water, but you know what he's really walking on? He's really walking on the word. Jesus said like, like this. He said, he said, Lord, if that's you, tell me to come out in the water. Jesus said, come. He is trusting that one word that Jesus had for him, that's what he's walking on. And then he got his eyes off. The Bible says he saw the wind. Well, the Bible tells us we are not to walk by sight, but by what? Faith. See, we need to, we need to take a big bite. So we say a big bite. We need to take a big bite. We need to come back to the reality that let God be true and every man a liar. We, ha- we, have to, we have to be willing to look ourselves in the mirror and recognize. And how does faith come? How does all faith is trusting God? How does that come? By hearing and hearing by what? The word of God. It's listening to him and listening to him and listening and to listening to him. See, possibly the equation is so simple. We're just listening. We'll, we'll go into this next week. But possibly the equation is just simple. It's just we're listening too much to doubt and unbelief. You say, well, I'm not, I'm not listening to doubt and unbelief. I'm just, I'm just watching, you know what, this, you know what, this show. And that show is filled with words. Watching TV, what is it? It's tell a what? television they're telling you a vision watch this someone's going to catch this they're telling you a vision of a story whatever that story is and that story is coming through the two gates to your heart you're watching something. And I know it's like, like television is like a old school verbiage. But how many know? Don't make any difference. You're YouTubing. You know what I mean? Or you're whatever. You're, you're streaming. You know, there's no television anymore. It's streaming. Well, excuse me. You know, but you understand saying same thing. It's television. They're telling you a vision. And it, their vision that they're telling you is coming through your, your, your eyes and your ears. That's what's connected to your heart. Protect your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. Flowing the issues of life is the boundaries. What are you going to be able to accomplish on this earth? That's the boundaries. And what is that tied into? It's tied into your willingness to protect your heart. So you're watching this. You're like, there's nothing wrong with it. What are you kidding? Are you kidding? There's nothing wrong with it. They just said the F word 30 times in the last 45 minutes. And can I tell you the truth? The F-bombs are the best part of this trash. I don't mean like that. Oh, that came out wrong. But you understand. It's the least of the worst. The worst is they show you so much. In just uh, 45 minutes, they just show you all kinds of ungodliness sexually. All kinds of things that you should not be putting in your heart. You should not be putting in your soul. 
It's connected to your heart. And, you, and it becomes normal. Amen? Amen? Like that's not, there's nothing, there's, there, there's, here, there's nothing wrong with being gay. There's nothing wrong with being a lesbian. Why do you think that way? It's not what God says. It's not what God says. Why do your kids think that way? Why? I tell you why. Because their ears and their eyes are connected to their heart. And you can't watch that trash. Say, yeah, but they don't even, you know, my kids aren't watching that stuff. Guys, I can show you cartoons. I can show you cartoons where the character is non-gendered on purpose and tells you that. Man, did we get too real today, this morning for anybody? I said, did we get too real for anybody this morning? We've got to get back to a trusting God that says, this is how you ought to run your life. Are you ready to learn something? Okay. Amen. Look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not focusing on, on, on that. There's all kinds of sexual sin. It's not just, you know what, homosexuality and lesbian and transgender. Amen. I mean, most of the sin that's taking place in the church, in the church has to do with heterosexual sin. Wow, I mean, it's a good time to say amen to that. Right? But how many know it's all sin? I said, how many know it's all sin? We're going we're gonna to not call it that and just act like that's okay and it's not okay. And we're going to watch this stuff and, and laugh at it. Oh, isn't that funny? And it's not funny. It's brainwashing our minds to take us away from things that we know are true. Amen? And even if you don't, even if you don't believe that, let your mind be washed by the word of God. Amen? Like snap, hey, snap out of it! Because this is causing so much harm. Make no mistake about this. The, the goal is to, to ruin our kids' lives. That is the goal. There is no, there is, in the Old Testament, there is no, uh, there is no idolatry. You know what? Except at the root, you know what? They are sacrificing kids. That's the truth. Look it up. Study it. Why? Because, man, that is as close as God can get to the innocence. And in this country, you know what? The, the, I mean, the shedding of innocent, you can't get any more shedding of innocent blood than what's taken place in this country for years and years and years and years. And we're just going to act like this is no big deal. It's a huge deal. Right. Are you ready to learn some stuff? 
How many are still glad you came today? Okay, so uh, let's, let me just first turn to Hebrews, Hebrews uh, chapter 6, verse 18. So God has both given, uh, I'm sorry, so God has given both his promise and his oath. Somebody say both. both. Everybody say both. both. His promise, promise and his oath. Okay. These two things, what two things? His promise and his oath are, what are they? What are they? They're unchangeable. They're unchangeable. You can't change it. His oath, his, his word is true. His promises are true. Now, you might not walk in his promise, but it doesn't have to do with the fact that it's not true. It has to do with you don't believe it. Yeah. Right? Yes. I ain't getting a hot dog today. You know what? Okay, well, I pity you. I feel sorry for you. Amen. Because I'm telling you what, these, uh, these Western dogs, they got bacon, they got cheese on them, they got a barbecue. Oh, so, oh my goodness, they are so delicious. You know how many people are going, not going to be, you know how many people aren't going to heaven? But it's not because God's, it's not because God didn't provide for them. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him, whosoever, anybody, anybody. Listen, that's pure, that's true with salvation, that's true with healing that's true with security that's true with peace that's true with relationships that's true with the quality of your life the bible says in the old testament don't forget all his benefits and in the next weeks i'm going to show you these benefits that you're going to these promises that god has that are that most christians don't have the courage just to believe god amen they're like over, you know what, at, at, at Taco Bell, trying to find, you know, putting nickels together and coins together. And I've told them, hey, I put a $100 bill in your back pocket. And they won't look in their back pocket. Wow. Is this making sense? Yes, and then they get on the internet and listen to some bozo tell them why what God said is not true. Because you have to understand the text of the Greek in the context of the. And what's crazy, Pastor George, what's crazy is that the truth is they don't know the context. They are not teaching good hermeneutics. They are teaching what they've, the doubt and unbelief that they've learned and they can't. Here's what the Bible says, that. The tradition of men causes the word of God to have no effect. Jesus says, Assuredly I say unto you. Remember I said that when he's about to tell you something. Assuredly I say unto you. Whoever speaks to this mountain. And yet there's people that still are on the internet criticizing pastors who talk about how important your words are. Turn them off. 
In the first service, I talked about one of the promises, and well, not today, but we'll go over it, binding and loosing. And I said, you know what? Some of these people on the Internet, man, you got it. And she and somebody, somebody in the congregation said, we need to bind them. And I was like, oh, that is astute. I mean, that was clever, but it was more than clever. It was astute. You know what bind means? It means standing up and saying, we're not going to allow that to happen. How do you say we're not going to allow that to happen? Well, in your life, turn them off. Anyone who's teaching you something, guys, I am going to teach you how to study the word of God. Just look at the words. Yeah, but that really doesn't mean that. You know why you can, you know why you can get a New King James, King James, New American Standard. You know what? Uh, somebody helped me out. Was a you know NIV, all ESV. You know what? Amplified. You know why you can get all these versions and they almost all say with just little variants. In, in you know, one might say large, one might say big, one might say huge. But you know what? They're all synonyms, right? You know why they all sound the same? Here's why. Because Greek was one of the most specific languages you could use. And these translations are good translations for the most part. All right. So watch this. Two individual things. Because it is. what, What is it? What is it? Come on, everybody. What is it? It's impossible for God to lie. It's impossible for God to lie. <coughs> now, Satan will lie to you. No, you know, you can't, you can't have that. You can't do that. You can't say that. You, you don't have that authority. God says, if you are born, if you are to, to the earth, to the earth, to those who are on the earth, God has given authority to the sons of men. Amen. Who's that? That's you and you. You, you, got, you got a dad? You got a dad? You got a dad? That's you three. Who else got a dad? I got a dad. Amen. If your hand's not up, you're sleeping. Amen. Right? We all have. God said on this earth, that authority has been given to you. Amen. That's why Jesus, how should we pray? Pray this way. God's, you know, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, kingdom come, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Who does he want saying that? People are on this earth. God's kingdom come and be done. The will of God be done on this earth like it is in heaven. Amen. What does God want you praying that? Because you have the authority on this Amen. earth. Amen. Do you understand that? Yes, See, it all starts to fit together. Uh, it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, because it's impossible, because there's these two things, his, his oath and his promises that are true, because of that, therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge. How many fled to Jesus for refuge? That's you. Hallelujah. That's me. Can have, notice it doesn't say can have confidence. Because we don't don't have confidence. What kind of confidence do we have? Great confidence. See, some of you are like, oh, I believe. Help my unbelief. Mm, That's not this. And we have to have the honesty to say, maybe we're not seeing what we need to see because 
we haven't meditated on, on the promises that God has for us. Right. You start saying, you know what? I See, I, I want Christians that come to hope to say, I tell you what, yeah, you need to say what you want. But let me tell you what, my dad tells the truth. That's right. That's right. Amen. And my dad said that I can whip you, so I'm whipping you. Do you understand the difference? What's that? That's not confidence. That's great confidence. Let me tell you what I'm going I'm to do. Let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to whip you. Oh, man. I'm whipping you. Who did that? Who did that? David did that. Amen. David did that. You know, the Bible says David ran to Goliath. Goliath's like, man, I'm going to feed you to the birds of the air. David's like, that's not my heritage. My heritage is to... You know, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. My heritage is, I'm going to speak back to that trash. Let me tell you what. There are going to be some birds eating today, but they ain't eating me. They're going to eat you. Amen. He ran towards him. Why? Because here's why. Because he understood his covenant with God. He understood it's impossible for God to lie. He's got the king telling him, I don't think this is a good idea. He's like, let me tell you, king, I'm going to... I'm going to put a whooping on that guy. And you know what? And, 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 and watch this. And your life can affect other people's lives. When you start having great confidence, instead of this kind of wimpy, when you, when you stop acting like that, you know what? What, what did David was like, I'm going to whoop you. He went out, put a whooping on. Why? Because he knows the same God. It's about God. The same God that was with him with the lion and the bear is going to be the same God that's going to defeat you, Jackson. Yeah. So he, so he goes out there, whoops him, and what happens? All of a sudden, these, his brothers and all these armies, yeah, thinking how big a light this. Man, all of a sudden, those guys were jumping over those rocks, running after the Philistines. Yeah, yeah. They whooped all the Philistines that day, not just Goliath. Who did that? And it's the same thing. See, you need to be the one who starts having the confidence in your family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Amen. Somebody say, take a big bite. Big bite today. Okay, we don't have confidence. We have great confidence. As we hold to the hope, as we hold, as we hold. Yeah, but it doesn't look, so what? Who cares what it looks like? That's right, that's right. That's why all the, all, all the Israelites were behind the rocks. They were too busy looking what it looks like. We don't care what it looks like. Our God is bigger. Our God is, don't we sing this? Our God is bigger. Our God is stronger. Well, how many know that? That great song needs to be applied on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. Right? How many know that song? Yeah. I didn't sing it very good right now, did I? I'm just joking. Okay. Great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. What's the hope that lies before us? Here, I'll give you a big hint. What's the hope that lies before us? Right here, man. God's promises to you. I'm, next three weeks, I'm going to show you these scriptures. I'm going to, oh, man. Okay, we're going to do this real quick. You ready to go? Ready to go? Go to, uh, we'll have it up here on the screen. Go to uh, Mark chapter 19. Verses four, starting with verse 14. Mark. Oh, I'm sorry, 9. I said 19. Mark 9. Mark 9, 14. And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude around them and scribes disputing with them. 
there's his disciples and these scribes are they're arguing right next verse immediately when he saw him all the people were greatly amazed and running to him they greeted him so these guys are arguing then they see jesus and all the people start running to jesus are you get this picture next verse and uh, and he asked the scribes what are you discussing he asked what's, what's going on and one of the crowd answered and said, teacher, now this is the, this is the father. Teacher, I brought my son who has a mute spirit. Watch how jacked up this son is. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him, what that spirit throws, the spirit has control of this son and throws him down. And he foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out but they could not. Now, we'll talk about what they couldn't. We're not going to talk about that now. What I want to talk about is this guy's heart. Because I think for every single one of us, we have promises that are given, and we say the same thing that this guy thought. We don't think that God... We don't know. We think that God maybe could do it, maybe he will do it, but we think maybe he won't. And there's this kind of, ah, ah, ah. And, and what we do as pastors, most of our pastors, we don't call anybody out on it. We're like, ah, it's okay, because you know what? Well, we need to start calling out people. We need to start just like somebody would call somebody out and say, hey, dude, you know, you're married. Stop going to the strip club. Stop watching that on the internet. Just like I would have that. I'm not saying that because I'm not a good pastor. I'm saying that because I am a good pastor. Men need to be called out on that kind of trash. But we need to be called out on this trash. Unbelief is a sin. So I spoke to your disciples and that they should cast it out, but they could not. Next verse, look at this quickly. He answered him and said, Oh, faithless generation. So can I tell you what? Not trusting in God, Jesus calls his apostles out and we need to be called out on things that God has spoken to us that we backed off that we allowed circumstances to dictate what was going to happen instead of just staying faithful just staying faithful saying I, I, you know what I know I don't but here I'm just staying with what Jesus said oh faithless generation how long shall I be with you how long shall I bear with you bring him to me bring this kid to me and they brought him to him And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him and he fell to the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. Listen, there's some things going on in your life and they've been happening a long time. And today you need to say enough of that. How often this, how often has been, And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, stop right here. And those are words that come out of our mouth. Same words. God, if you, if, if you, but if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. What is the crazy word in that sense? If you can do anything. What's the crazy word there? If. Blind Barnabas didn't say, Jesus, if you can heal me, I don't. No, Jesus, Jesus asked Blind Barnabas, what do you want me to do? Man, that I might be whole. 
That woman with the issue of blood, you know what she said? She didn't say, if God can heal me, maybe he will, maybe he won't. Here's what she said. She said, you know what? When I touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to receive my healing. And then to prove to you how important this is, you know what? After she got healed, Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. Guys, this is, I'm going to show you in the next weeks, God is let me tell God is what I showed you in Hebrews. It's impossible for him to lie. It's not about God. It's about where are we at? Yeah, but shouldn't God have compassion on this, on this father? He should. But look at what compassion looks like. Watch this. Look at what compassion looks like. Um, next verse. Jesus said to him, who, who is he talking to? He's talking to the man that says, if you could do something, look what, look what Jesus' response is. Jesus said to him, if, what's this word? If you can, what? The response to this father that says, God, if you can do anything, Jesus looks back at him and says, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. If you can believe, all things are possible. Amen. Peter writes and he says, God has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Amen. Has given. Christ is done. All the works over the enemy is taken care of. The only question is, will we step out in trusting God and saying, you know what, God, I'm going to just step out in faith and believe you. I'm just going to start believing you. I'm just going to start trusting you. I'm going to stop doubting the fact that maybe you could and maybe you couldn't. I'm going to just start stepping out in faith and saying, oh, my God, with him, all things are possible. All things are possible to those who believe. And I'm going to become not just a church grower. I'm going to become a believing believer. I'm going to just start believing God. Now, trust me, I'm going to look at your neighbor and say, Pastor's going to load our gun. I don't want you to miss, I'm just telling you, I don't want you to miss any of these series, any of these messages, because they were gonna, they're going to pound on each other and build on each other and build on each other and say, you know what the Bible says? Satan comes looking whom he made of our. Someone's going someone's to come in, that, that stealer. That's what the Bible calls Satan. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's come in and he's stolen from you. Here's the crazy thing. You got a gun. Yeah. Cock it. Yeah. Right? That's right. I'm going to show you. I'm going I'm to load that gun. Amen. Next week, I'm going to put these bullets in that gun. Amen. You know what? It's going to be a double barrel, triple barrel, 10 gauge, 15 gauge. I'm not a, a gun guy, but whatever it is. You know what? I'm going to put. What, what, do they, what do they call the, uh, the case where all the. I'm going to give you a magazine, man. I'm a, I, you ain't putting two. We're going to magazine you up. How many encouraged? How many, how, many, how, many, how many see yourself? Just be honest. How many see yourself in this passage? And would raise your hand and say, Pastor, I, um, yes. I, uh, come on. Come on. Keep your hands raised. Father, we thank you for these hands that are raised. Father, we thank you for the word. May 
may we receive like this, like this father did the correction that you would have for us. God, we thank you for your word that heals us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.